once again to Rage Chicken Eating. This is Rossi, better known as Chef Rossi, owner and executive chef of the Raging Skillet in New York City. And here we are, the week of Thanksgiving, and I'm, I'm guessing you're kind of gearing up for that. Maybe you're right in the middle of it. In any case, Thanksgiving is it's a little bit of a mixed bag in a lot of ways. Well, yeah, I mean, it's great. Family and food and love and all that kind of stuff. But it can also be a little complicated. A lot of us can't stand our family. Or a lot of us don't have anywhere to go on Thanksgiving and we feel sad and lonely. You know, it can be a mixed bag. I mean, growing up, my mother, she had kind of a cockamamie idea about Thanksgiving. We never had a turkey. She'd make an empire kosher fried chicken or an empire kosher roast chicken if she wanted to be fancy for Thanksgiving. And we had cranberry sauce out of a can and she didn't try and disguise the shape of it, just the can of red gelatin looking stuff and the fried chicken or the roast chicken and some canned asparagus. I mean, it really was kind of crappy. But, you know, that was home cooking to us. I, I think we didn't really know what we were missing. Except that when I would go to school and my friends would be talking about a gorgeous roast turkey and gravy and mashed potatoes and cranberry sauce and stuffing. Well, all that sounded really good. I had the feeling we were kind of missing out. But what can you do? It's what I was stuck with. We never had anyone over besides our immediate family, just the five of us, my mother, my father, my sister, my brother, and me. And one year, we invited our next-door neighbor, Mr. T, Charlie Thompson, this sweet old man who lived next door, and he was kind of sad and lonely, and basically he'd just like to chain smoke and watch wrestling on TV and pet his cat. That was sort of what he had. And he'd go to church and help out around the church, but he was sort of a lonely dude. And so we invited him over one year and he thought he was all excited. I, I seem to recall that he brought a bottle of wine or something. My parents didn't know anything about wine. I don't think they had anything to open it with either. But he came for Thanksgiving supper and he sat around the dinette table in our kitchen. And then he got a load of my mother's idea of holiday entertaining. The meal was served on paper plates. And instead of glasses, we had Dixie Riddle cups. I don't know if you're old enough to remember Dixie Riddle cups. It basically was a paper cup with kind of a waxy finish. And you would spin it around and it would give riddles and jokes and riddles and it wasn't exactly what you would serve drinks in on Thanksgiving but that's what my mother did so we had our paper plates and our Dixie Riddle cups and the first course was the jawbreaker iceberg lettuce salad big slabs of iceberg lettuce and big slabs of beefsteak tomato with no dressing or seasoning whatsoever and big slabs of raw onion I think Mr. T was a little perplexed, um, but, you know, he was a polite old guy. 
And then, of course, we had our empire kosher chicken. I think mom may have gone for the roast chicken this time. Yes, she did, actually. Nothing remotely like cranberry sauce. We had the roast chicken. And we had the cans of asparagus, which was like mushy and yellow. And we had some cans of peas. It was just like everything came out of a can and was dumped on the paper plate. And we drank, I believe, tang or cranberry juice out of our Dixie Riddle cups. It was pretty horrifying. The piece de resistance was dessert, not an apple pie or a pumpkin pie or anything like that. It was a cake that she got, an Entenmann's cake that she got on special I think she might have gotten it for a dollar in the shape of a turkey and the reason she got it on special was because someone had evidently sat on it so it was a smushed turkey-shaped Entenmann's cake and I think that was probably the last straw for Mr. T he got this kind of look in his face like he'd seen a really bad car accident and what made matters worse was then with the smushed turkey cake, my parents served decaf instant Sanka coffee in styrofoam cups with sweet and low and powdered sugar, you know, creamer substitute crap, you know, you know, the stuff that you add water to. It was really horrifying. And while Mr. T was eating his smashed turkey cake and his Sanka instant decaf coffee, my mother proceeded to let out some gigantic farts. And that was pretty much, that finished Mr. T off. He he got the bad traffic accident look in his face. He made his apologies. He said, thank you very much. And he got high-tailed home. I guess he left about as fast as he possibly could. He was just about running and um, never came back to our house again. I visited him quite often in his house, but he never came over to our house again. And I certainly can't say as I blamed him. And that was the end of our having guests over for Thanksgiving. So when I struck out on my own, thinking of all those great stories I would hear from my friends of their experiences, here I was out on my own, And I started feeling a bit sad. It wasn't that I missed my family because they were a little bit psychotic, but I missed the idea of being with a family. And I was surrounded by a lot of people who also didn't have a family on Thanksgiving. So I started to have what I called my orphan Thanksgiving suppers. I lived in this huge apartment in the West Village, back when the West Village was edgy and cool and there were writers and artists who lived there, not a whole bunch of trust fund babies and yuppies and celebrities. And it was a six-floor walk-up. It was pretty affordable. The bathroom was in the kitchen, clawfoot tub. And, you know, once or twice a year, bits of the ceiling would fall down. But besides that, it wasn't so bad, except surviving the six floors to get up there. And so I started having an orphan Thanksgiving supper, and I would cook a bunch of stuff and make it kind of potluck. People would bring booze. All my friends who had nowhere to go, someone would bring pie because I never was much of a dessert maker. 
And someone would bring marijuana and someone would bring booze and wine and whatever. And I would roast a turkey from our funky old pre-war kitchen. And I would make cranberry sauce actually out of cranberries, not out of the can, and vegetables. And we would just, you know, I didn't really know how to cook back then, but I figured it out. And we figured it out together. We had these great orphan Thanksgiving suppers. It was full of love. And then as the years went on, and I actually learned how to cook, the orphan suppers got a little better. And then for a while there, I decided, you know what? It's a lot of work cooking all this food for Thanksgiving. And so my good friend Trey and her husband Mendel, and whoever I was going out with at the time, the four of us, you know, because my girlfriend's changed for a while there. Now I'm now I'm a little more stable, but for a while there, every few years, my girlfriends would change. Anyway, the four of us decided that we would go out to a steakhouse. I said, "Let's." We all love steak, and who needed turkey, right? So for about four years in a row, we went out to some awesome steakhouses and had steak suppers on Thanksgiving. And then after about four years, we all started missing turkey, so we went back to being traditional. But I digress all over the place. My point to all of this, what the hell was my point? My point to all of this is that Thanksgiving is supposed to be about love and family, but maybe you don't have a family to be with. Maybe you have a family, but you can't stand them, you know? So you have to kind of make do with what you can do. The other thing it's supposed to be about is about thanks and giving. Exactly what it says, Thanksgiving. Thanks, gratitude, and giving, sharing. And I don't know, for a lot of people, it doesn't seem to be. You know, I mean, is Elon Musk giving anyone anything? He's giving them a chazerai. He's ruining Twitter. He's inviting crazy people on Twitter. I mean, he's not giving anyone anything. I don't think I like that guy one little bit. But I digress. Anyway, so what I think I'm going to do this Thanksgiving with, well, my girlfriend and I are going to her nephew's house for Thanksgiving and we're going to be with family and love and all of that gorgeous wonderful stuff and have delicious food and I'm going to bring a ton of it myself already packed it up actually what I'm bringing but I really want to concentrate on what it should be about about the thanks and the giving the gratitude and the sharing and so what I think I'm going to do is spend a little time actually thinking about everything I should be grateful for and giving thanks for it. So right now, I'm grateful for talking to you. I'm enjoying your company. You're letting me purge my insides and my emotions and my chazerai, so thank you very much. I'm feeling grateful that I have a gorgeous Italian girlfriend who's invited me over to her family for Thanksgiving, and her family accepts me as family, and they're not homophobic and if they were homophobic they got rid of it because they liked me and they like her I don't think they're homophobic I don't think any of them are pretty cool and you know a lot of gay people in the gay community can't say that their families are all freaked out and homophobic and you know it can be a really mixed bag so I'm grateful for that I'm grateful for the fact that I have a warm safe home I'm grateful for the fact that my business and my life have, you know, kind of recuperated from two years of COVID hell. 
you know, it's still a lot of chazerai. Like today, I catered a party, a special memorial party for a photographer who passed away, unfortunately. And, you know, it was kind of a, a sad but beautiful. And we did some beautiful food. And I felt very grateful for the beautiful food, for being able to make the beautiful food, for being able to give the beautiful food, for being able to ease the pain and the sadness a little bit with beautiful food. And it seems sort of timely in this week of Thanksgiving to be able to do that. And we did some interesting things. I know I'm digressing and spinning around like a crazy person, but you know, hey, why not? We did some interesting things. I did um, buffalo cauliflower. I had my chef Jeremy make the cauliflower. It was really kind of fun. You just cut it into florets, and we wanted it to be vegan because we had vegans there. Make a batter out of gluten-free flour and soy milk and paprika and lemon and salt and pepper and gorgeousness, and put the cauliflower florets in the batter, and then you spray some cooking spray on sheet pans and you put it on the sheet pans and you roast it at like 400 or 450 for about 20 minutes or so and turn it around take it out turn it around put it back in take it out and shake it all around you do the hokey pokey and you shake your cauliflower around that's what it's all about sorry i don't know where that came from i was possessed but anyway and then when it's cooked you make up a buffalo batter. We were made it vegan, so we did vegan butter and Frank's hot sauce, and we melted it and tossed the cauliflower in that and then threw it back in the oven another 10 minutes. But if you're not being vegan, then just do it with butter. Anyway, we made these great buffalo cauliflower, and I would call them buffalo cauliflower wings if you want to be fun. And I did a spicy ranch dip with vegan mayo. That was also kind of fun. Super yummy. All kinds of yummy things. Why am I telling you about all this? I don't know. There was a reason and I lost it. I got lost in talking about the gorgeous food. And I did my famous Korean fried chicken. That is crazy yummy. So we took boneless chicken thighs because dark meat is just sexier than white meat. It just is. And we cut it into, I guess you would say, half dollar size pieces and my beloved friend Salafi cut all the chicken for us because she's a kind and generous woman. And I made a nice marinade. It's interesting, kind of a fun marinade. I did some Korean chili paste and a little bit of ketchup and some tamari and some olive oil and salt and pepper. Zinged it up a little bit and marinated my chicken in that. Actually, I didn't put the salt in because the tamari was enough. And... Then we fried it by dredging it in cornstarch and potato starch and salt and pepper. So totally gluten-free. You could just do potato starch or cornstarch, but I had both, so I mixed it. We fried it, and then I made a sauce out of Korean gochi paste, the chili, gorgeous chili paste, and ketchup again. See, Koreans love ketchup, and so do I. And tamari, delicious, and some extra salt and pepper and zing made kind of a gorgeous korean sauce out of it korean flavored sauce i should say so after the chicken was fried we tossed it up in the sauce 
and sprinkled fresh sliced scallions on it and served it with skewers because it was kind of messy on their fingers. Korean fried chicken. Crazy, crazy yum town. And I do think it kind of made people a little bit happy. And then we did some Mexican market corn. Oh, I love it. We took corn on the cob and we husted and cleaned it. And then we tossed it up in olive oil, salt and pepper and grilled it so it was nice and charred. And we cut the corn into, I guess you would say, inch and a half thick pieces. And we skewered them so they looked like lollipops. The skewer was in the middle of the corn, so you could kind of spin it around like a top. And then I made a spicy chili mayo, half mayo, half sour cream, and ancho and chili powder and lime juice and salt and pepper and celery salt and chipotle. And then I chopped up some queso blanco and some parmesan and mixed that. And so we took our hot corn and we dredged it in the chili mayo sour cream and then dredged it after that in the cheese and sprinkled chili powder and fresh chopped cilantro. Mexican market corn. Oh my God, it was delicious. People went mental for it. So here I am getting ready for Thanksgiving by cooking for other people, right? But my point is, my point basically is that I feel thankful. I feel thankful that I was able to make that beautiful food. I feel thankful that I was able to give a little bit of love and joy on a sad occasion. It's not always a happy occasion. I feel thankful that I've been catering weddings for people who really are in love with each other. I feel thankful that I have a gorgeous Italian girlfriend. I feel thankful that I have some beautiful, wonderful friends. I feel thankful that I have a family that's not my family, but my girlfriend's family, who accepts me as family too. And they seem to really like me, and some of them seem to really love me. So that's kind of cool, right? I feel thankful that I lost a little weight, and I'm feeling a little bit on the sexy side, so I don't feel guilty about pigging out on Thanksgiving, because I think I can, you know what I mean? I feel thankful that I have two beautiful nieces, one who lives in Dallas with a gorgeous family, and she just came for a visit, and she is so gorgeous, and I'm so proud of her. She's just become the dean of the school she teaches at, and she's only 30 years old. Can you imagine that? I have a 30-year-old niece who is the dean of the high school, and she is has had been teaching at. That's pretty amazing. And my other niece is 29 and she's on her way of to becoming some big success she's like a cpa accountant for some giant company and she's got a beautiful family and you know i just feel grateful to have these fabulous people in my life and i have some family members who are not so fabulous so when i find family members who are well thank god for them i give thanks i really do and I'm also feeling grateful about the fact that, you know, there's this sort of a tide changing, I think. There's, there's been a lot of evil. There's always been a lot of evil. I mean, mankind is pretty screwed up. I don't know what it is. We always want to kill each other. We want to kill the planet. But I do feel, I, or maybe it's just hope, that even though there's been a, a enormous amount of anti-Semitism, enormous amount of homophobia, people killed in a gay club right now, and 
all sorts of crime against Jewish people. And I just don't understand what the hell that's about and why on earth would anyone hate anyone because they're Jewish? Or why would anyone hate anyone because of the color of their skin or what their religion is? Oh my God, why is that still around? But I just feel and I hope and I pray that there's a a change coming. The last election, I think, showed that a lot of people wanted better, kinder, softer future. They wanted to see a change. They wanted to pull away from evil and they wanted to pull away from stopping women from governing their own bodies. And they wanted to pull away from racism and hatred. And that's what happened in the last election. But it's not enough. There's too many haters out there. And no, you know, no, no, I'm not a pundit or or an activist or a politician or anything like that. But I'm an anti-hater. So in honor of Thanksgiving, if you are a hater, if you are racist, if you are prejudiced, if you are anti-Semitic, if you are homophobic, if you really feel like you're better than women, if you really feel that you're better than immigrants, if you really feel that you're better than people who are oppressed, well, why don't you just get over it? Because it's not true. You're not better than anyone. We are all created equal. But it's the haters that are ruining this world. So just stop hating. So maybe you are a hater, but just snap out of it. Remember Cher from Moonstruck? Snap out of it. Stop being a hater. It's Thanksgiving. Be a lover. Be a sharer. Be a giver. Embrace your gratitude. Be thankful. You're walking around this earth. You're alive. Be grateful. Be thankful. Don't waste your life with hatred. Stop. Just stop it. Snap out of it. So this Thanksgiving, don't sit down and have a big chunk of turkey and some gravy and some stuffing and some cranberry sauce and all that good stuff. And then just not share it goodness and love and kindness with other people, not just your family, other people. Don't have that big meal and say your prayers and give thanks at the table and smile. And then the very next day, rip people off or put them down or attack them. Because then it's like you're really not getting the point. So for Thanksgiving, just change the world and start with yourself. If you're a hater, stop being a hater. If you're prejudiced, just snap out of it. Think of a share, snap out of it. If you're homophobic, snap out of it. If you want to take away a woman's right to govern her own body, snap out of it. If you believe that innocent people who just happen to have come to this country to escape poverty and intolerance and and to just have a beautiful new life, are animals and not deserving of kindness and love and a chance and hope, but just snap out of it. That is not what Thanksgiving is for. That's not what life is for. Now, I am not a hater, but I do hate. I hate racists. I hate bigots. I hate homophobic people. I hate anti-Semitic people. I hate people who want to imprison women. I hate people who want to put women down. I hate people who would like us to actually be living in a real handmaid's tale. Yes, I hate those people. 
And I have to admit, I pretty much hated the last president, too, for all those reasons and more. But maybe you like him. Ugh, what can I do? I can't change your mind. I can only do the best I can, and you can only do the best you can. So this year, I'm dedicating myself to giving and loving and sharing and giving thanks. And I'm going to go and eat some food and maybe eat a little too much, and why not? And I'm going to bring with me Korean fried chicken, not traditional, who cares? And buffalo cauliflower, not traditional, who cares? Here's some other things I'm bringing with me. A whole goodie box that I'm going to bring with me. Fruit Loop Krispies. Now that's really fun. You make them just like Rice Krispies. You melt the marshmallows and the butter and you mix it in Fruit Loops and you press it into a mold that you spray up, spray it up with some cooking spray or it's going to stick. Isn't that going to be fun? Why can't we have Fruit Loop Krispies on Thanksgiving? I mean, yeah, I want the pie and all of that, but these are really fun. And I'm also going to be bringing some s'mores lollipops. That's one of my favorite things to make. Stick the marshmallow in a skewer, dip it in melted dark chocolate, roll it in crushed graham crackers. That is crazy good, honey. And you don't even have to make a fire. You know, it's kind of awesome, little s'mores lollipops. And you know what? Let's just change it up. I mean, I think Thanksgiving doesn't even have to be about turkey. The best Thanksgiving dinner I ever had, actually, was in a Middle Eastern restaurant that used to be in the village. And I forget the name of it. It was on Carmine Street, and when the Carmine Street used to feel like Little Italy. I want to say Caravan of Dreams, but Caravan of Dreams is actually the vegan restaurant I go to. But it was something like that, the magic carpet. It might have been called the magic carpet. And I was with a bunch of friends, and we had nowhere to go, and we said, why did it have to be about turkey? And I didn't know a lot about Middle Eastern food at that time. I was just a spring chicken from Jersey, from Joysey. But we sat down, and we had pita and hummus. I'm trying to remember everything. I just remember it was really, really, really crazy good and yummy and delicious and was so good that we almost were stoned or high from how good it was and our, each other's company and the love of the moment. So you don't have to have a turkey to have a wonderful Thanksgiving. There's no particular food item you have to have. But what you have to have is you have to have love and you have to give thanks and gratitude and you have to share And if you don't have anyone that you love to spend it with, then just go out and give love. Go to a soup kitchen and volunteer your time. Just help people and love them. You're going to find it will come back to you tenfold. I promise you. And so I'm going to be sharing love. And I'm going to be giving thanks. And right now, I want to say happy Thanksgiving. And I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for you listening to me. And I hope and I pray that if you are kind of a rotten person and you were planning on doing some rotten things and just being a jerk, maybe, you know, you listen to me and be a little better and a little less of a jerk, possibly. Although the truth of the matter is, if you're a rotten person and a jerk, you probably don't want to listen to my show because rotten people and jerks tend to get 
uncomfortable when they listen to people who make them feel bad about being rotten. It's called cognitive dissonance. That's a big word, isn't it? I learned about that. Look it up and we'll talk about it on the next show, okay? Just remember, life is short. So be good and do good and give thanks. You know what I mean? Anyway, happy Thanksgiving. And I hope you have a great one. And as always, food is love and so are you.